Coming at you from Stretch and Wolf Studio. It's that time again to rage across the internet. Your very favorite Werewolf the Apocalypse podcast. As always, I'm your host, Porter. Sitting on my left, not only a member, but the president of the Hair Club for Men, Mr. Daniel Tyson. Hey, everybody. <laughs> and to my right, <laughs> he's got a bachelor's degree in clownology, Mr. Tommy Dixon. How's it going? <laughs> clownology, huh? Clownology. I didn't know that was a thing until well, you now. you got kicked out of barber school. So. That's just true, I did. New, new career path. It's never many, too late. I have many career paths. Never too late. <laughs> never too late to clown around. <laughs> Speaking hey, of, good point. Hey, we're not alone today. We've got uh, we've got uh, another friend of the show, another special guest. Let's call him. Been a trend. I like this. I know it's it's nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, yes, it is. Newest member of our editor team, our dear friend, Mister uh, Lucas Biggs. Lou, how the hell are you doing? Ahoy, everyone. How the hell are you guys? Doing great. Ahoy. 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 Captain Classic Lou. Classic Simpsons reference. I start shit. calling him Captain Lou. Oh, shit. Ooh, yeah. You know, you the rubber bands? Yes. <laughs> Let me ask you, what, when's the last time you did the Mario? Just come out with Cindy Lauper on, you know. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> this is how we do things here. If they haven't figured it out by now. Yeah. So, yeah, if it's your first show, welcome. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. That's the thing, is every show is potentially someone's first. And isn't that unfortunate when you look at that in hindsight? <laughs> well, that's the Stanley rule, right? You know, every comic's someone's first comic. It's true. Solid point. It's, yeah. Just, just don't listen to the first five. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully the first five are not your first. <laughs> Children yeah. of Gaia, the best episode you guys don't, ever did. Oh, my God. Don't say that. <laughs> you are just looking to lose us fucking listeners. Thank you. <laughs> Remove that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what number episode that was. But well, that's don't like encourage 12. it. <laughs> <laughs> so I skipped that first five and then number rather, no. what, 16. <laughs> Skip the first 20. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if this is your first show, you know, this is the show where we discuss uh, Where with the Apocalypse, here for the storytelling, the player alike. And today is a little special. Just, yeah, a, just a smidge. You could say that. Yeah. And maybe that's why I'm doing the extra preamble. Who knows? It's crazy. And my source of anxiety, but go ahead. <laughs> well, we're going to have some fun with that, too. <laughs> but we have a bit of an announcement to make. That we do. Um, you know, we've been doing this. This is our third year, and we've had a blast the entire time. Yeah, holy shit. I know, right? Three. Damn. You know, well over 100 episodes at this point. Going? You know, this has definitely been a labor of love, and we want to look to the future. And so we thought we would take the next step. And what we discussed, the natural step would be is we are planning to air actual plays here on the podcast. We've had a, a few requests. A yeah. Had a yeah. lot of requests. It's, it's been brought up a lot. And, you know, initially we were against the idea. I was against the idea. Uh-huh. Things change. You get convinced. You change your mind. of thing. This, these are things that happen. These are things we encourage. So we like our community. Yeah. Know? And we're broadening our horizons. So what our plan to do, what we're planning is we will air probably two actual plays a month and two regular episodes. You're still getting the regular show. Just there will be one or two episodes a month that will be this, this new actual play we're doing. Yeah. It's like the second and last Tuesday of each month or something along those Tentatively. lines. Yeah. Well, it's the thing is so, so we won't be doing four regular shows anymore. We're going to have these that. That being said, we don't 100% know 
when that's going to start. Yeah, it's in the works, and that's um, related to the show. Kind of why we're here today. It's kind of why we're here today. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to make that announcement and let you guys know that this is what our plans are, and this is what's gonna we're going to look to going forward. But also, we thought this would be a great opportunity to, uh, I guess, do a little promo stuff for it, if you will, uh, build a little hype maybe, and get people ready. Today, these three gentlemen are going to be working on their characters as the show. Yeah, I, I guess we could say that that way. Well, how else would you say that, I'm Danny? Not, I'm not sure. Good <laughs> fucking question. <and> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I wasn't 100% sure how we were going to, you know, work that in. Well, I thought we'd use our voices in, into microphones, <laughs> and then we would record it, put it through editing, and then place it on the interweb for people to listen. And to. then oh. Lucas runs it through Pro Tools later and fixes all the mess ups. Well, what mess ups? I don't. We, we don't edit a thing. <laughs> oh, we're back to that shit. Huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We don't script a thing. We don't edit a thing. Well, we definitely Just, don't, we script, don't script, a script a thing. thing. Well, unfortunately, you are scripting a thing because this is going to be a story. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, when the day comes, but right now that's not what we're doing. Right now it's about the characters, building the characters. Um, and obviously here, Danny and Tom are playing. And I know, Tom, you'll be hopping in and out every now and then. Mm-hmm. We would go so far as to call you supporting cast. I'm fine with that. Where uh, Danny and uh, Lucas here will be part of the main group, as well as Melissa, who has already sent me her character. Oh. So nice. she's on it. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's on top of that. Wow. Yeah. Well, I know she couldn't be here today. Right. But so that was kind of the plan. So I'm definitely curious to see that. Well, you're not going to see that. You'll see that on the day. Oh. I'll let you look at my maps, you prick. Well, but it's her character, and but she's going to hear but my... she submitted it to me, so it becomes my maps. <sighs> you son of a it's, bitch. It's impending for approval right now. We That's don't get true. to know. Yeah, I haven't read the write-up yet. Oh, you haven't even so read maybe it. Maybe it's not approved. Well, I haven't had time. It's been a busy weekend. You're telling me. No, uh, I get it. <laughs> I just got it like yesterday. Okay, okay, fair, fair. I just thought we'd get like a little bit, maybe a little bit of background information and because that's what we're going to be doing with our three right here. So we can kind of get a little. But she got tease. out of it. So. <laughs> so wait, I didn't have to show up. I just had to submit something and just not show up to the podcast. Sweet. Hey, what do you got then? <laughs> hey, go ahead. Yeah. Submit. Yeah. I would have worked on it had I known that. <laughs> <laughs> Figured it'd be much more fun just to spitball on air, though. Exactly. And that's kind of yeah, Which is what we all here. thought, and that's kind of why we're doing this. And, hey, there are plenty of people out there who have not really played. Yeah, there's a and lot so of people. And so maybe they're in a position where they're making their first characters, they're getting ready to make their first characters, and I'm sure there are questions. And You know, this not to cut you off, but it's like, this is my, this will be my first game. I've known about this game for, like, since I was a kid, but I've never had the opportunity to play, which we can get into that story if you want to. But um, this is like, this is a big deal for me. So I appreciate it, guys. See, there you go. And in fact, I was about to segue to just that. So there you go, man. Wait a way to break <laughs> oh, his yeah. segue. Right? Wow. He's breaking out. <sighs> she. It's like you're hanging out with Danny too much. <laughs> well, this guy is the master of asking a question three seconds before I answer it. <laughs> he is really good at that. Just shit your crawl for three more seconds. I told you. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. Uh. <laughs> That's a good segue. So get into that story. All right. So um, basically, and I'll, you know, keep this as long story short as I can, but um, grew up in the South um, from Illinois originally, but moved down here to Nashville, Tennessee. I was 
about two years old, not overly religious, but religious background. Uh, my dad was growing up was in the contemporary Christian music industry. He's since moved on and he's doing much greater and grander things now. But, you know, part of that was, okay, we have to fall in line with the image of what our industry is for lack of a better term. So, you know, I couldn't, you know, they were unwritten rules. Like you can't play D and D, you can't do this. You can't watch these movies. You can't read these comics because there's magic or some stupid shit in there. So one day I think I was about, gosh, maybe I couldn't tell you exactly, probably between the ages of maybe 14 and 16 ish, walked into a comic shop, little hole in the wall with a buddy of mine and I was just breaking into comics, you know, just trying to figure out, hey, what is this cool stuff? Because you, you grow up and you know Batman and you know Spider-Man, but it's like you don't come across in the day-to-day the John Constantines or, you know, Hellboys, which is my favorite. I kind of just veered off and I saw these big, thick spines and I'm like, what is this? So I walk back into the corner and I'm like, what? Dungeons and Dragons, World of Darkness. And I'm like, well, what the hell? And I look at this spine that says werewolf and... That kind of just set a trigger off in me because my favorite movie monster growing up was werewolves in any way, shape, or form. Pulled that thing off the shelf, cracked it open, and just saw the artwork. And I was like, I don't know what I'm reading, but I'm digging it. That was my that was my first little, you know, toe in the pool, if you will, uh, of werewolf. So, yeah, when COVID lockdowns hit, I was just trying to keep my brain occupied and, you know, found you guys. And I think you were like maybe less than five episodes in at the time and just was like this. (laughs) Well, you did something right. Because like, I was just going, thank God someone has finally done this because every time I tried to look one up, it was either terrible, terrible, terrible quality, or the people were just rattling stuff off that they didn't really have any business talking about. And you guys were the first that were like, okay, you guys are a great personalities. B you do know what you're talking about and C I'm not like banging my head in with a hammer listening to you. So thank you. Well, that's what we strive for is, is an anti hammer head policy. Right. Yes. <laughs> that That's number one. <laughs> I mean, when we're doing Rokia though, so. Uh, let's let's hammer heads there. Well, <laughs> <laughs> where's he going? Wow. Oh, yeah. right there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nice of you to say with the nice personalities. Thank you. Uh, Knowing what we're talking about, eh, maybe one of the three of us, but fair. <laughs> it's, yeah, but, but fair. that's a good thing though, because you got Porter who's the veteran, but that's great for someone like me to have guys like you and Tom on because I'm listening to Porter through your lens, if that makes any sense. I like that. Yeah, because, so. because it forces Porter to explain in a way to somebody who doesn't know how the game is done. Well, and we also strive to not do book reports, so. Yeah. You know, well, and that, and that's the other thing that was fantastic was you know it's it's not a book report. I don't I I can pull a book or a PDF up. That's not an issue for me. And and that's kind of what the the thought process was. Is like you can read the book, and we encourage you to buy the book and read the book. We want to talk about it. Yeah, we talk about practical discussion. application, what to do with it. And with that in mind, let's swing us back into gear here. Yeah. And so you know we've got a new game. Danny, Tom, you have to make new characters. Lucas, you're making your first character. Very first. So who wants to start with what they're thinking? So now I'm thinking, obviously everyone knows about our current characters and when we did the, the four-parter of Into the Breach. and They get mentioned enough. I mean, let's... Yeah. If you've been here, you're aware of Jaeger, you're aware of Crimson Ghost. Right. 
So I'm trying to stay away from that as much as possible here. Mm -hmm. I I like that character a lot and and I'm so invested in it. So it's hard to do this, but like this is brand new, right? So it's time to put that guy away. He's not going anywhere. He's not dying. This is a new world, new continuity. Exactly. So let's, let's broaden our horizons. Um, I was thinking I was going to go with a bonar. Okay. See, to me, this is the complete opposite end of the spectrum here. Whereas the get, they're, they're primitive. They're they're very much with the warrior. This is what we do in defense of Gaia. But now Bonars, it's hey, we're here. Yeah, we're, we're in defense of Gaia too. But we're, we're also trying to defend and protect humanity. We live among the humans, hiding in plain sight, if you will, to try and protect them too. Not only you that, know, not to. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you're giving me like sheepdog vibes right now. Like you've seen the picture of the sheepdog in the middle of the sheep looks just like a sheep. Mm-hmm. I can go with that. Absolutely, I can go with that. Now, I'm thinking that way. He secretly wants Cardboard Palace as his gift. <laughs> that was a... Uh, that might be the whole reason. That is really the <laughs> That's whole reason. That's not the whole reason, no. I, again, I was, I'm trying to go opposite. No, you're... Opposite on the spectrum here. Sure. So at the same time... I want to. I want him to be an around. It, I don't necessarily want him to be the leader of said pack here, but I want the fighting to be the reason he's part of this pack here. So it's just it, it's thoughts going into my head. So, but I think those are the the two things I know for sure right now. Mm-hmm. He's a bonar around. Well, and that's the thing is you know we are very early in this process, mm-hmm. so it is about spitballing and starting to build a character. And so you don't need to have all the answers right away. Uh, Tom, let's move to you. What What's your initial thoughts here? Well, being that I'm going to not be able to 100% commit to being able to be there every time we record. So I'm my initial thought was easy way to do this is make a strider. It's close to my heart. I love it already. Right. I dig it. So I'm going to, I'm going with strider. And I've always talked about how I've been wanting to make a new character and I wanted to make a third. Well, here we go. I'm going to make myself a Strider Thurge. Excited. Giddy up. That, that's awesome, dude. I know you were excited to do it, and I'm glad this is the avenue where you get to bring it alive. Mm-hmm. And I'm really pushing myself because Thurge is going to be the hardest for me to do. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm really pushing myself on this one, but I'm, I'm very excited. That's, that's great news. Uh, Lucas, do you have any idea what you're leaning toward at this point? As it stands now, I'm feeling... Uh, Shadow Lord Philodox. Okay. Interesting. That's a, that's a fun combination. That is a I can, fun combination. I can attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling this could go bad. <laughs> you know, I, those, those are where, you know, the two characters I had played, mm-hmm. you know, were a Strider Thurge and a Shadow Lord Philodox. Yeah, no, that's why I said so. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. I yeah, so we're right in my wheelhouse. Yeah, right in your wheelhouse. Oh, I, I, I didn't like know it was a Philodox you played. <laughs> yep. Jude. Thunder Fury is a Shadow Lord, Philodox, oh. and Segment Rainmaker was a. I guess I didn't. Strider. Okay, I guess I didn't put that together. <laughs> nope, I knew. I, yep. As soon as you said Shadow Lord, Philodox, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, where? There's, <laughs> there's Porter's two sides right there. Both those characters. <laughs> good good deal, gentlemen. Nice. This, this is cool. I like this. <laughs> right? Now, it's going to be. Do we get an idea of what Melissa. Is bringing to the table as far as just that. hospice and tribe. No, he hasn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. All right, I apologize. And, and you know, this is preliminary. 
So maybe she changes her mind. I don't want to commit to something, you know, that that's, that's for her. Okay. Fair. Tomorrow. One of you could decide to switch your tribe or your auspice, you know, but right now we're just spitballing. So that's, you know, okay. Don't want to shoehorn anybody. Fair. I just want to take a second to emphasize like how refreshing it is as a new player coming in to, you know, poor, you were talking to me the other day about how, you know, I was overthinking the character creation thing, I believe. And you were like, well, what is this part? Like, don't think about like, don't worry about what everybody else is doing, which is what everybody does in D and D they go, okay, do we need a cleric? Do we need a fighter? Do we need a blah, 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 blah. And it's, I think people get bogged down in that system because of that. And it's just nice to know that's not a huge issue in this. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to have varied auspices, definitely. And if you can do it, do it, you know, sure. Just for more variety for the game. But yeah, you know, I mean, but you that keep in character mind. is distinct from another character is my point. Yes. And they wouldn't be approved otherwise. You know, that's the thing is, you know, you go, well, you know, well, this is a warrior. Well, they're all warriors. That's what Garu are. Uh-huh. You know, which tribe's the warrior tribe? All of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's why they exist. Yes. They were created to kill things for Gaia. <laughs> that's their job. <laughs> Number one. You know, there's an even playing field on that front. And that's where, you know, the character work is so important. Who the person is. Danny, Tom, I know you guys know that because you've had to deal with me for the last how many years? <laughs> yes. Too damn long. I know, right? Jesus. You could just be dead already. What, what happened? Well, I think we, we said it in like, it was probably an early episode. Who that character is and how important that is will change. Yes. Fairly quickly. Yep. Well, especially when you're starting fresh, which is arguably where that's going to happen. And uh, Tom and I were talking backstage, if you will, before mm-hmm. we start this recording. And he he brought up something that I loved. And I think that's what we're going to do is that uh, Danny, you and Tom and Melissa will start just after your rite of passage. Okay. Where Lucas, we will be doing your rite of passage in the game because this is your first oh, character. Okay. So you deserve to have that. Mm-hmm. Where, oh, that's a cool idea. Okay. Yeah. Where for the rest of us, it's like, oh, we're doing this again. Right. So you guys don't need to do the rite of passage. I mean, yes, that's an important part, but is it important to that story at the time? And for us, probably not. Right. Well, and we also don't want to bog it down on the listeners by having, he's doing his rite of passage here. Then we're going to switch over to this. He's doing his rite of passage there. It's right. Like we don't, yeah. we don't right. need to bog that down. We'll show it. We'll give Lucas his. Right, so because to not would be a disservice. Right. I mean. Agreed. And yeah, it was both those points. That's exactly what I was going to try and say, and both of you said it. So thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And appreciated. <laughs> but 100%, you definitely deserve going through your first change, going through your rite of passage, all of that. And so maybe with that in mind, we, we, do, we do shift our focus here to Lucas. And as you have questions, any questions you have, bring them up. I think we're going to... Focus through that lens predominantly with you guys coming in as you will, because you are not brand new to this. Fair. Sound Fair. reasonable? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So first things first, do you have your sheet? I do not. All right. Well, you That's know where perfect, to go. Because you don't start with a sheet. Mr. Gone, baby. That's true. But he will need it. He will need it. Yes. In which case, yes, you can go to Mr. Gone's website, which, hey, is on our homepage. Right there homepage. up front. And just for that, I'm going to put it in the show notes this time again. Usually I only do it when he's on the show, but you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, right. The guy, he's an awesome guy, so I'll put it in the show notes again. And what's that homepage? 
Our homepage? Yeah. Well, that would be rageacrosstheinternet.com. Perfect. <laughs> Dot com. I, right. I wanted Luke to have that one. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, yeah, you will go there, um, and there are interactive character sheets and the regular ones. You want the interactive because that's one you can fill out in the PDF. That's so, smart. Yeah. Right? And obviously you want the... Have you, yeah, you've picked your tribe, so you go to Shadow Lord Interactive and the, do the four-pager. Gotcha. And yeah, like Tom points out, you know, the dots of the sheet are probably the least important part. It's not the thing we're going to focus on right now. Now you have your sheet, and you need that. Mm-hmm. We, we built the character when we first had Mr. Gone on, and we did the dots on the sheet that day. Yeah, we did. That was that was fun. Mm-hmm. That was the that was Smash Mouth. That was it? Smash Mouth. Trash Mouth. Trash, tra- oh, okay. trash Mouth. One of the mouths. The family grew. The, so. yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it started Trash Mouth, and Trash Mouth ended up growing out the family to Smash Mouth, to Bash Mouth, to Ash Mouth. Thanks to Mr. Gone. <laughs> All that shit happened. Maker of a thousand mouths. What? <laughs> you, you said it. it. What? <laughs> Maker of a thousand sheets. Anyway, back to so the show. Yeah, go ahead. Luke. Do I need the uh, do I need the two page or the four page? Because our boy's done some work over here. Grab the four page for sure. That one's got the the gifts, right? No, that's the that's the different. That's the gift sheets. Oh, so the, the gift sheets are separate. Yes, yeah. and you'll need those two. Or I mean, you gotcha. at that point, since we're playing online, mm-hmm. you could just use a word document. But mm-hmm. the sheets are awesome. Why not? Yeah, might as well make the most of them. Right. So when creating the character. It's important to know things like the setting, the timeline. So, you know, the time will be in the early 90s, early to mid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the game itself will be taking place in New Mexico, but you aren't necessarily required to be from that area. In fact, with you guys, Danny and Tom, oh, and Melissa, I, I didn't read it right up. I don't know what it says yet. <laughs> <laughs> but you aggressively don't have to be, obviously. Yeah, I'm not sure where I'm going yet. It's, you'll get there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I already know mine. And uh, Lou is a, is a first changer. You know, you're going to have those those tender teenage years to choose from. Right. I would say no younger than 12, no older than 18. And I mean, that's a rarity. I'll probably go about 16. Hmm. Okay. Uh, do you have any idea about this person? Because then that's the important thing is you are making a person. Right. Um, yeah. So the thoughts that I had, um, you know, Frankensteining from characters that I've read through fiction and film. You know, I'm thinking kid grew up in an orphanage and maybe when he was around 10-ish, we'll say, gets adopted by a dude who lives in the South, but he does, uh, let's just, he's a bootlegger and like he's in moonshine runs and he's his clientele are, let's say, they're guys slightly in the Midwest, like in Chicago area all the way down to Texas. And he's kind of one of the guys that, you know, he supplies all these bars for this bootleg whiskey. Not only that, but he's like a, he's a pretty nasty guy, but he's hired this kid who I'll name Victor or Vic. And um, he's kind of the extra set of eyes and ears for this guy because no one's really going to pay much attention to a kid in that regard, especially in that world, even though it's an oddity, it's like, well, what the kid down here? Oh, don't worry about him. He's just, he's my runner, my coffee runner, for a better term. You know, the guy, this kid has grown up in this orphanage not knowing what security is in any way. And that's kind of the underlying tone of his life is 
he wants to find some level of not just control, but a level of structure. And that doesn't necessarily mean moral structure. Like this kid in his grimy upbringing in these last five, six years, he's been living with this dude. Let's just say he's not unfamiliar with a knife, if that makes any sense. Makes a lot of sandwiches. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But this kid's had to do what he had to do to maintain some level of coherent structure so his world does not fall apart. All right, that's good. I mean, that's a good start. The things you want to think about from here is padding up that life. I mean, you're talking 16, he was adopted at 10. So that's really, that's six years you have to account for. And when Mm -hmm. I say account for, we're not talking the day by day. You know, what did you do Thursday, the 12th, 1996? That's not, yeah, that's ridiculous. But you want, you want to get a sense of, and this is a bit of, um, he's got a bit of an unorthodox upbringing. So I would look to Danny for a second uh-huh. and pose some of these questions, but hopefully these get the wheel spinning for you too, Lou. Is Danny, uh-huh. um, what was what was his life like at school? Huh. Well, what I've got rolling around in my head is this kid's a big mouth. Okay. He's kind of scrawny. He wants to fight, but because he's scrawny, gets his ass kicked. He's just writing checks his ass kicked. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. All right, yeah. So yeah, yeah, writing his mouth checks, is writing checks, his ass can't can catch yep, yep. cash. Yes, but the words he uses irritates those we'll call them bullies. You know who? What this is reminding me of right now, and this isn't a negative. I want to be clear on that, okay? Because you know, finding influence mm-hmm. that that's okay, and this might not be the case, but it reminds me of a uh, mouth of Corey Feldman from the Goonies. Mm. Yes, except let's use mouth. <laughs> just funny we call a mouth but yeah like, phrasing danny phrasing yeah, yes i know but like <laughs> he's not trey he's not trash mouth he's not smash mouth he could be trash mouth he could you he, could take that name ultimately who cares but I mean, it's not the point right <laughs> but yeah he'll he'll say something that just hey that's my stuff he'll insult that person to the point where he just gets slugged right in the stomach. So he's constantly asking for it. Oh, absolutely. All right. So in going from that, so not very many friends? I'd say there's a very select few. Who can, like, put up with him. <laughs> but, but, but only barely. Okay. And maybe because he's kind of a nice guy, at least to the non-bullies. But to the bullies... It's just asking for it. Trying to stick up for them. Okay. It's very altruistic of him, I suppose. Maybe. Maybe maybe he's sticking up for the little guy, but he's also a little guy, so he'll take the hit so they don't have to. Passing the savings to you. Nice. You know, something like that. I mean, you, you think about like, well, school. In that age, mm-hmm. that's about the life that you have. Yeah. You know, it's not like, oh, yeah, he's always going clubbing. Oh, at 11. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> right. This is what I believe. And oh, he's a demolitions expert. He's big into explosives at 11 years old. <laughs> Tell me about reality. Oh, right. How, what, what color is the sky on your planet? Turquoise. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, now we know. But see, those are these, these are things to think about, and they're, and they're important insofar as what builds a character. I mean, these are, especially with kids, these are the formative years. And again, we, we brought up that the further we go, the less it matters. Mm-hmm. But you need that, that starting point. Who this person is, it makes sense. It, it will help inform your decisions and the path that you travel as you are introduced to the world of the Garu. 
where that character is inevitably broken the fuck down and rebuilt back up. Right. And forced to drink the Kool-Aid. And how does that work? How does that affect? How does that treat them? You need to have that structure, the, the foundation, because otherwise just anything is happening all the time. And that's not how things work. Right. It's, it's not just random. There's a reason someone acts the way they do or they react the way they do. So this section is really important for now. Mm-hmm. And then like eight stories in that shit ain't going to matter anymore, but it needed to be there. Right. Well, it's going to sure. inform later down the road. It's going to inform how he could possibly make certain decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I say, yeah, he's just a big mouth, people might just assume, oh, that just means he's going to be a ragabash. And that's such a cardboard town way to look at exactly. it. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. What he's doing, and and yes, him being an absolute big mouth and we'll call him a know-it-all, none of that is going to influence when he was born and the moon cycle he was there making him our own. True, but a hypothetical example is inevitably, Mm -hmm. because your character is a big mouth, Danny. He's a fucking, you know, he's going to smart mouth to somebody. Yes. And and he's going to get his jaw broken. Yes. You know, he, it's, it's likely he's going to say the wrong thing to the wrong elder and just oh, get yeah. slugged instantly, mm-hmm. you know, maybe lose a tooth in the process. But here's the thing, his character, because of this background that we're establishing right now, isn't going to go, oh, my God, you hit me. He's used to that shit because he's been getting it all his life because he's been asking for exactly. it the entire time. Right. Maybe dad and that was the a point I was going to quickly bring up, too, is like people especially in the D&D crowd, they look at how do I min-max a character and they don't think about those negatives can give countless tools to a storyteller to create a great situation for storytelling. That's the, I mean, you're absolutely right. Yes. You know, it's a, a well, you know, a well-made character is food both for the storyteller and the player. Because exactly. you know, I've always said you get out what you put into this stuff. And, and again, just, Ideas and thoughts rolling in my head. And again, he's going to say the wrong thing to the wrong person. Oh, that's inevitable. And I can just see it, especially Tom being a strider. And that, I guess we'll call it tribal rivalry between the two. I can just see it. Tom's on some kind of mission one time, right? This Bonar guy is just going to say it one time. He goes, there's no fucking curse. He just left because he's afraid I'm going to punch him back. Yeah, think about that for a minute. You know, you, you like to see that, too, and that's something that's not necessarily really right now, but it's good to point out, is that, you know, a pack doesn't necessarily have to get along all the time. Um, I know in the Virginia games, I looked at, um, you know, it started with two players. Mm-hmm. Those characters did not get along super well. Those players were also brothers, so you can kind of... <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can kind of put that. two and two together at that point. Um, and so I, I actually pointed them to a show that at the time was on Hulu called Misfits. Okay, I've never actually watched it. I've seen it there, but... It, it was a, I think it's a great example of a group that doesn't necessarily like each other, but they're in this together. Yeah, not out of choice kind of thing. Yeah, like okay. this is... You know, like I'm not, I'm not here to talk about the plot of fucking Misfits, but, mm. you know, I think it's still on Hulu. If it is, give it a watch. It's and That being said, I might not watch it, so... Yeah. I might now watch it. You'll get a kick out of it. But anyway, so going back to a point, uh, Lucas, your situation is, is different from, you know, from the character standpoint. But right. just because you can't, you know, I would imagine he probably isn't going to school on the daily. And in fact, being put to work is that's why he was bought. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, so kind of kind of got kicking around in my head for this guy is like, you know, he's he's not a mastermind by any means because he's you know he's a kid. He's figured out through observation. Okay, this kid does this at this time. I wonder if I can manipulate him to get me this, this, and that. And kind of, he's working this the foster care system as best he can in his orphanage. And then, say like eventually he gets caught working these other kids to do to make his life kind of better. And I won't get into it for people listening, but let's just say um, some authoritative figures have taken advantage of him in devious ways. And now because of that, he has this, he already had a struggle, but now he has a little now even more so with trust because he can't look at an authoritative figure and go, they're here to protect me. They're only here to hurt me. Does that make any sense? No, it absolutely does. I, I see where he's going with it. And, it, and again, that's informative to the character. Because right. now we know this is someone um, who is damaged, who is troubled, who is mistrustful, who isn't stupid. But this he's still stri- like his, his, sorry to cut you up, but it's like the, he has this maelstrom of emotion inside of him because he doesn't trust anybody. But at the same time, he very much wants to, to be a part of something. I like that. That's yeah. cool. His way of dealing with social situations is, again, it goes back to either amoral or moral actions. It's all to keep his world together without crumbling apart, at least in his own head. It's huh. good work so far. It no, is. I like it. Yes. Nice job, Lucas. Yeah, you are. You're, you're you. definitely going in the right direction. What about yeah. you, Tom? What about me? What do you got rolling in your head as far as his upbringing? Upbringing? My character is carnival raised by his father. He's a gymnast, well, acrobatic, being taught by his dad, also does it in shows. His mother dropped him off after giving birth. So now he roams in the carnivals. So he's already used to that. He's already used to nomadic feeling. He has a lot of knowledge of areas because he's always moving. Knows how to make elephant ears. Mm hmm. I love Strictly lives off of elephant God, ears. God bless you for knowing what that is, by the way. No one down here knows what those are. <laughs> that is unfortunate. Now, funnel cakes down here. Well, what do you do? How about some elephant ears? Nope, can't help you. It's like a staple when you go to the baseball games. Aren't those endangered? <laughs> He's an athletic build. He's a very fast talker with loose lips. He loves to gab because of carnivals. He's always hearing stories, always just he loves to gab. So think a little Korax-y a little bit. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I, can see, uh, I can see our two characters clashing. Not getting along. No, I'm going to be punching you left and right. I, I can see these guys clashing. It's going to be funny. It's, we're gonna, yeah, it's going to be something. It's going to be nice. I'm just leaning up against the wall doing the calculations in my head going, how do I change these two's perceptions on something? Good luck. <laughs> I think yeah. their focus is going to be on each other at this point. Well, maybe. And it, it, I think this is something to bring up about now too, is not everyone obviously runs this the way I run this, you know, and you have um, players that have a vision for their character for the future. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I'll make that clear. I guess my advice here is to be malleable in that because the more fleshed out that character is, the more real that character is. And that's what we're going for. Absolutely. The more the game itself and the situations will guide that character into a direction. And maybe that's not the direction you saw originally, 
And oh no, we look at look at Jaeger. Look at right. Ghost. Ghost the same way. Yeah, look at Ghost. Yeah, absolutely. Right, but this—I mean—you guys got your start with me, and you—and it was just how it came. That was the natural thing. Right. But we're looking at Lou here. This is his first time, and you know, Melissa has never played in one of my games before. So I, you know, I don't know how her mileage varies. And, you know, the people out there. Mm-hmm. The point is, is, is don't be afraid to let the game, or rather, the the situations the characters go through guide the character, even if it's somewhere you didn't necessarily think it was going to go at the beginning. I think that's very fair. Absolutely. Let the story guide the character, not you force the character in a certain way. Exactly, because that's that's kind of false. And I mean, maybe it's like, well, this is the fun I have. I want to play this, but well, then fucking well, and, fine. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when does that actually happen in real life, too, you know? Exactly my point. Shockingly, we're not all like rock stars and actors and, you know, it's super weird. I didn't turn into Optimus Prime. Yeah, what Prime the hell? I, I signed up for that 20 years I'm not ago. Spider-Man. What the hell? Right? But I envisioned myself as Optimus Prime. Why can't I transform and roll out? <laughs> you know how many times I have dug into my chest looking for a matrix of leadership? Never once. Never fucking once. Ouch. Damn it. That only hurts the four or five times. You get used to it after that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not allowed to have shovels. Are you looking for it in other bodies? You got to dig. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. Melissa, I wish I could be here for this one. This would be good. And I have yet to meet Melissa, so I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. Like I said, I can already see where Tom and I's characters are going to clash. Mm-hmm. And him being a shadow lord, Lucas... I can see where he's going to try and manipulate both of us. Well, and see, that's where you want to take a step back because it's not about the tribe. It's about the character. And that's exactly what I was about to interrupt you to say is I'm not going to lean into that. I'm just going to look at it through my character's lens, not a tribe lens. Fair. Yeah. That's the worthier part. And I mean, think about that is at that point, it becomes about the education that he gets as a shadow Lord, as a Garu, the environment he comes up in, just like all of us. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I, I happen to know that there is a Shadow Lord in this setting. There's two of them. I know these characters. That's going to have a lot to do with how he is brought up and how he learns his way as a Shadow Lord. The same is with the Sound Strider, the same with the Bonar. Sweet. <laughs> this is, this is going to be cool. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that transition between like, okay, you're thrown into this situation now. And then someone, for lack of a better term, takes me under their wing and goes, here's how you need to fucking conduct yourself. And that's something that will factor into the games. Oh, absolutely. Especially him being a brand new character. I'm, I'm excited for that part too. Oh, for sure. You know, the, the importance of the supporting cast in that character development. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's paramount. Imagine bringing up Jaeger without the influence of Whiplash or Shadowboxer for that matter. Can't do it. No, no, you're right. That's a completely different being at that point. Absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. I say Whiplash has molded that character. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's like, I don't want to say it's embarrassing to say, but it's it's absolutely true. Yeah, and there's no shame in it. it it's a... Who does Jaeger latch, or latch onto without Whiplash in there? That's a... I can't even answer that question. You change the complete disposition of that character at that point. Absolutely. And who knows what direction that character goes in. Because that's not the guy who becomes Jaeger. Mm-hmm. That's someone else. Yes, you're blowing his mind right now. Yeah, a little bit. It's like, wow. I mean, I know I have so much invested into Jaeger, but like, 
do I really want to put that much thought process into it? No, because you're making a new character. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. no, because it would take away from the, <laughs> yeah, this guy it's, it's, we're, we're working on the new guy. Um, do you guys have any ideas of names? And again, don't worry about the Gower name. Just the human name. Being a city kid, scrawny, I want to say something generic, but like not too generic, but at the same time, very easily forgettable. Well, and it's it's good that you brought that up because, and I know, again, Tom and I, we talked about this mm-hmm. uh, a little earlier, is that we got to keep in mind is the name, your human name currently, because, I mean, you are all playing Hamid <laughs> characters, is largely irrelevant it, because you yeah. are going, you know, I'm going to look at you, Danny, as the specific example <laughs> because you are a character with parents. Right. You're the one. You're the outlier here. That's fine. But, you know, any, any relative, I'm going to say, as we know so far, a relative normal world. Uh-huh. So, you know, let's say Mike Jones is going to go missing. He's going to have his first change and he's going to go missing. Mike Jones is going to be in a fucking milk carton. Uh-huh. So Mike Jones has to disappear. Right. That's why we invent things like Little Reds. They launder. Little Reds laundry. They, they launder, launder shit. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> and then Mike Jones becomes Eddie Smith. Exactly. Or Barnabas Kincaid. Because at that point, <laughs> well, you laugh, but at that point, you're making a name up. Uh-huh. You know, we were talking earlier about one of uh, one of my NPCs from Into the uh, in, from the Guilty, rather, Zoe Dante. Uh-huh. And, and I said, well, you know, that's not her real name. Oh, well, clearly, yeah. You know, her real name was like Claire Jones or whatever, you know. And she made that name up because uh-huh. it sounded cool to her. Okay. So you look at, you know, what is your fake ID going to be? That's a different thing. And that's the thing. If you want to have something cool or catchy, that's the one for later. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to be Barnabas Prefontaine, <laughs> you know, no one's named that. Your name was Fred Kowalski. <laughs> you chose Barnabas Prefontaine. Okay. Because that's the name you're going to be known as in, in your quote human identity. And then, of course, you get your true, your guy name. Barnabas is not forgettable, so don't go with that one. That's, yeah, I'm, I'm going to need a minute to think about that because I mean, you don't, you essentially don't, I'm going to need to think of two names. Basically, and again, the first one doesn't really matter. Right. The, the character will come up with the second one. You and the character, obviously, to get with you in character. Mm-hmm. So that's a journey that happens together. That helps me, too. You just clarified something for me. Go on. Well, I, you know, initially thinking the character name I was going to go with was Victor Kane. Now that you're saying that you're going to adopt another human persona later on, that would be my adopted one. Now I'm thinking like my name should be like Jerry Douglas or something. Yeah. Your first one doesn't matter. Like I don't even have my first one down. I have my name that's going to be after I go to Little Reds, which is Dante Fitzpatrick. So, and I don't know. And you know, this goes to show even a guy who's known about this world for X amount of years, the thought of like that name's going to be on a milk carton didn't even pop in my head. I mean, like for your character, that probably wouldn't be the case. But yeah, for a normal situation, your kid just fucking went missing. Mm-hmm. Unless your parents are hip to the Garu Nation's workings, 60-40, 70-30, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Your mileage may vary. Right. But sure. if they don't know, then yeah, you just got fucking uh, Brendan Walsh. I don't have to worry about that with the way that I'm writing my backstory, though. So No, you don't. See, yep. again, that's a problem you don't have. Nope. But mm-hmm. it's something to think about because, I mean, we're doing this for us and to kind of get hyped and excited about this upcoming game, but also to help people who are coming into this new in a way that we haven't before right? necessarily. You know, so, yeah, because that kid has now just gone missing. 
And that's a fucking horrifying thing for the parents. And I'm assuming they lived through the first, because a lot of times, you know, the parents die in the first change. That's how we write this shit. It makes it easier. But, <laughs> but nonetheless, yeah, there's just fucking Amber Alerts and shit going out. So you can't run around with that original name because when you inevitably right, get pulled over or stopped by the cops because you're a 15 year old walking down the fucking highway in the middle of the day. Uh-huh. Well, and shit, even like a character like mine that I just spouted off, it's like my name's going to be all over state papers because I'm an adopted kid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. People leave a paper trail. So you can't be that original guy. You have to get a new identity. You have to change your name. You have to become nobody so you can become somebody in the nation. Huh. Look at that shit. I don't leave a paper trail. I leave a blood trail. <laughs> what the fuck? I've, well, You're no, a carny. I don't know. I've, I've already thought about his first change happening during a show. And he destroys the whole carnival. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I haven't thought the first change yet, but I think I just got the names. Like and you. I say the names because, again, I wanted to be forgettable. Mm-hmm. So, Jake Bland. Well, I was going to say Brandon, Brandon Short. Now he's told he's got to change his name. Brandon Long. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. I, don't, I haven't figured the last name yet, but Mike. Crotch. Crotch. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just beautiful, for you guys, beautiful. we'll go with that. Don't that won't stay. No, 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 that's don't. not going to stay, but I'll say it for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually would be great for a low intelligence character <laughs> to, to go, well, Brandon Long. Yeah. I was Brandon Short. Now I'm Brandon. It's a totally different no, guy. I'm, I'm thinking Mike because he looked up to Mike Tyson. Oh. Is that it? I'm, I'm just, again, he was the little guy. So is he hungry? We're <laughs> just talking about elephant ears. I'm just saying. <laughs> is, is it because he gets punched out? Ooh. A little bit, sure. Why don't you just call him Rocky, though? No. Now I've got the King Hippo sound effect like wobbling in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I was always a fan of Soda Popinski. But again, he, he, he looked up to Mike Tyson. Did he? Does that year do the years track? That's the early 90s. Mid nineties, he's just Tyson's just starting to get big, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what's the thing to factor in because, like, I know we're just going. I'm not going to call him Mike Tyson. Let's make that clear. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Not Holyfield. Mike Holyfield. No, talking, looking up to as a fighter. I think that might be the era. I don't. know. You got to look at like if you're if you're saying he's looking up to a fighter, you got to make sure you got the era right. Yeah, because Tyson didn't start getting big till like late. Okay, 90s. these are just again we're. Shit's just Muhammad rolling Ali. in my... No, there, okay, no. there we go. That's his name now. There Thanks. you go. His name's Muhammad Ali. No. Okay, it's it's Michael Muhammad Ali? Oh, my God. Because that's worse. Michael Ali. Shit's just rolling in my head. These <laughs> things will change, I'm sure. All no, right? of course. And, and that's the thing. I see no notes home. being put down, so yeah, things are changing. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're all just talking here, just figuring it out. Yeah, so it's an easily forgettable name. He's going on the milk carton. No one's going to remember that shit after, like, three months. Well, the parents Cash is Clay. Good choice. <laughs> that's that's still Muhammad Ali, Danny. I know it is. That's why I laughed. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks I thought for... you were about to go, that's a great idea for a second. No, I mean, no, no. It looked like it went it across. Did. It, it did. Just, like, it you looked like, like oh, that, yeah. No, thanks for clarifying. Got it. <laughs> Same man. <laughs> I know. Fuck's sake, guys. <laughs> no, I, that's just my head here. That's just what's in my head right now. It's Again, it's going to be a... It, easily forgettable name. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, that's the point. It's, it's okay to just be a generic, normal fuck. You could open the phone book mm-hmm. and go that one. Right. 
because that's how much it matters mm-hmm. for like six hours. Right. Then you go to little reds. Exactly. And then it's going to change, right? There is, by the way, there is a little reds in this setting, in the new setting. Perfect. Of course there is. Yeah. There has to be. <laughs> Otherwise <laughs> it's something else, but well, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's an actual little reds. It's a franchise. Nice. Cool. I'm cool with it. It's relevant. I am not telling. There's no spoilers here. Can't have my maps. But there is a little reds. Moving from there. Now, of course, you know, we're not ready for stats. We're not at that point yet. But no. we are going to get there at some point. So I think it's, it, it bears talking about it, it in that, you know, for Lucas's sake. Mm-hmm. You know, because, again, you guys know how I do. I don't have to tell you. Mm-hmm. What you got to remember is when you're making stats is that there's, you know, you go to those pages in the core book. And there are examples of what those dots mean. Right. So, and I think might have changed over the additions, but I look at Drive, there is an addition, at least an addition of War of the Apocalypse, where if you have one dot in Drive, you can't drive stick. You do not have that skill. Oh, you only have the ability to, to turn drive it on and put it in Drive. Yep. There's a reason that, that Ghost <laughs> has more than one dot in Drive. Because <laughs> I wanted it, because he grew up driving stick, but that's a different character. Right. But there it is. Mm-hmm. You know, and you got to keep mm-hmm. in mind that three dots in something is, is about the best an average human is going to achieve. Right. That's, and yeah, to think about that, that the average human yes. do. You know, we'll say average because. Your gold medal athlete. Right. Will be the four. Right. I think in, in this was a little hyperbolic of them, but props for the respect. Yeah. I believe Brawl 5 was Bruce Lee. Oh, shit. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of cool. Master like, of the wow. one-inch punch. Your character, from a starting standpoint, has a five in absolutely nothing, and a four in only the attribute that you mathematically have to have four dots in, because that's just how those numbers work, and mm-hmm. you get a freebie. You have to keep in mind that you are, in fact, in, in your case, uh, Lou, it's, what, 16 years old? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what does that look like in terms of where your stats are? If you have a four and fire, and again, you can't have a four and firearms, even with freebie points, I don't care. <laughs> but yet a 16 year old that could win shooting competitions. It's still going to be a three. It, and is a fucking rarity. And, and that's, yeah, that's if he won like every single competition he's ever been to. And well, that's like, and I mean, that's a thing that if you put three and firearms in your character sheet, Danny, I would laugh at you for an hour and kick you out of my house because yes. I know that you know better. <laughs> yeah, I won't do that. But you're, but you're a character who went to school, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's going to the homecoming dance. <laughs> if Janie will say yes or what have you. Well, in my case with the acrobatics, I planned on putting three in athletics. But that makes sense because that is a thing that, that that's your life's work at that point. That's, that's your job and you have a job because you're that a might almost be four. So we'll, I don't know. I haven't really it, looked at well, dots, but certainly ain't getting a four. Uh, <laughs> no. no, I'm messing with you. Yeah, I know you are. But so, you know, like if, if Lucas, for example, you had a two in firearms, I might, you can justify that probably by virtue of that character's not going and worrying about Janie and the prom and homecoming. No. But so life informs that. Does he have a point or two in drive? Probably. Did he Possibly. have that since he was 13? Well, if you know what, if he was recruited and we're using the word recruited now at 10 years old, probably. Right. Yeah. yeah he probably knows how to work the fucking still at 12 because he was fucking beat into him between 10 and 11. <laughs> I like that. So, I mean, that's the kind of thing to factors, you know, mm-hmm. there will be experience points. You can build your stats later that it's going to happen. It's just by nature of the game, you know, stats will improve. And I, I am traditionally a little stingy on that, I think. But it, it's also based on how often those skills are used. I was going to say, that's 
it's because it's based off something. You're not just giving them because at that point it's almost free. Like you've done a Chronicle and you haven't driven a car. You can't buy a dot and drive. Right. You know, can I get a dot and computers? When did you touch a computer? Right. When in the last 40 games have you touched a computer? Even a Game Boy. I'll give you a Game Boy. (laughs) (laughs) 90s, yeah. Have you seen a computer in the last 20 games? I have. Again, you see where I'm going there. Yes. So, you know, you want to make sure when you're starting is you want to keep those dots relative to the character's experience and what's reasonable and not worry about where he's going to be eventually because eventually he's going to get there. If your character's never gotten in a fight, there is no reason for you to have a point of brawl. However, he's going to get in a fight and that point of brawl is going to come pretty soon. Mm-hmm. You know, going from one to two or zero to one, I'm not worried about that. If you want to go to three to four or four to five, you got to put the time in. But also, it's a thing to keep in mind is that there are only five dots in this game. Yeah, you know, aside five from, being the best. Yeah, aside from spiritual intervention, you know, like Bear, for example, going, hey, you can have this even if it's over five. Fuck it. <laughs> I mean, though, there are, yeah. that exists. So if you looking at it from that other lens, if I were to allow you, and I'll look at Tom, if I gave you that starting fourth in athletics, you only have one more dot to improve ever. That's true. The rest of the game, you get one more athletic upgrade. And let's say you get that at the end of the first Chronicle. That's it. You're never improving. Never going to feel stronger. Never going to get that. Yeah, I got a stat. Nope. That's it. Congratulations. Yep. Congratulations. You peaked at story six. Yeah. At 13 years old, nevertheless. Right. Well, not 13. <laughs> uh, I'm just, just throwing yeah, it out I'm there. I'm just messing yeah. with you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you pick it up when I'm laying down, Lou? Yeah. I totally get you. And yeah. Well, I guess maybe kind of reemphasizes. This is your game, and I'm sure there are other storytellers out there that just let that happen. Well, yeah, they want to do it that way, and you do it that way. Uh, fine, but through my years, you know, through my fucking decades of into the game, I, I have found what I think works best and what doesn't. And I don't certainly don't know everything, but I know that my players very much enjoy the way I do shit. And there's a reason I do the shit I do. And, like, even now I'm explaining. And I think you guys, Tom, Danny, you can both verify that if I'm going to tell you no in-game, or in relation to game, you're also going to hear why. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Every time. Every time. And if you don't tell me why, it's because it was a stupid question. <laughs> and uh, why did I bother even asking it? Do I need to roll dice for that? <laughs> you guys can't see him, but he's just doing the seriously look. <laughs> just hear the price is right. <laughs> Fail horn. Yeah. <laughs> pretty close, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's always going to be explanation. It, it helps build what you're trying to do. I think it, it helps build trust and understanding. And I mean, maybe there are times on occasion where I won't give a why, but maybe that's relevant to something I can't. Tell I was going to say unless mm-hmm. sure, yeah, you can't give away the story, right? But it's also like you gained experience, but you're still Clyth. You you can't get that fifth dot like you're a Clyth, right? It's just not possible. You have not enough experience. Like, yes, the game mechanics say you have this much renown, but the practical application of the, of the world that you're playing in says you have been a Garu for two weeks. <laughs> you cannot go up to rank three. Right. You, you can't go to rank two. It's It, it has been two weeks. <laughs> that elder doesn't even know your name That's, yet. Right? You're a baby giraffe learning how to walk right now. Exactly. <laughs> you're welcome. I was just thinking of a song. <laughs> Danny, don't you know? Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Walk like a newborn deer. <laughs> I, was, I was putting a little hat on it. You got the stovepipe hat. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Nicely done, though. Yeah. 
So, Lou, you got any further questions? Any thoughts? Anything's going through your head? Uh, no, I think it's just a matter of just getting in there and just um, fleshing it out. Oh, there's still plenty for each of these characters to flesh out. It sounds like, Tom, you've got a pretty good handle on yours. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about it for a while. So, one thing that just pops into my head now, looking at this character sheet, I'm looking in social, I'm looking at charisma, manipulation, appearance, and I'm also looking at, you know, mental perception, intelligence, wits. Um, as far as charisma goes, like, I guess this is a, one of those, like, this depends on your storyteller, but, you know, what is your definition of charisma? Are you going by a book definition of charisma or are you going by what you think charisma is? Because, you know, my first... <laughs> Sorry, I just I like how you phrased that. What you think charisma is? <laughs> well, yeah, no, 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 no. So, like, this is my example. So, I I look at this character sheet and I see charisma. Okay, charisma mean a guy who's super charismatic who can talk people into things, or does that mean something else to you? Because right below it is manipulation. So it's like, is charisma manipulation through verbal communication, or is, as opposed to just manipulation is okay, how do I line these events up to create a thing and an outcome that I want without me being verbal about it? Well, well here's the good news for you. And, and I feel like Melissa probably isn't going to love this, but <laughs> this is the good news for you. And this is something okay. that Danny and Tom already, they already know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, mm-hmm. I see his face like, oh. I don't like social roles. I, I believe in, in very strongly in show, don't tell. You know, if you're like, I'm going to try to manipulate this guy, well, fucking do it. Use your words. I'm not rolling dice for that okay. shit. Now that said, yeah. there are there are gifts that will use those stats, certainly. And there are situations where I may use those stats maybe to enhance or to gauge an audience's reception based on your stats. Mm-hmm. But predominantly, if you're like, hey, I'm going to put five in manipulation and just roll dice to get people to do what I want, that shit ain't going to happen at my table, man. We ring the bell. Yep. You have so, to act it. So there's a level right. of you don't have to worry about that. I, I look at a specific example. Please. To the to our current game with Jaeger. Before he was even Jaeger, he had the fucked up face. <laughs> right? Scrag Ripper. Scrag Ripper with lots of scars in his face, trying to intimidate a uh, a car salesman. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a lot of intimidation, but... You used my dots, quote unquote, to tell how that car salesman was going to react to the things I was saying. Right. I didn't roll anything. You rolled it. Mm-hmm. But it was, that's what my dots, quote unquote, were used for. I was trying to get him to sell us a car. Or Tom was trying to get us. us. I was buying a car and you were trying to get it cheaper. Yeah, I was so yeah. I would do the the hideous, gross but yet daunting smile with the scars. I just want to say I don't appreciate the way you looked at me when you said hideous and gross. What are you fucking implying? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> ah, but again, if I was going with the intimidation rule, you could I just like nope, you're gonna give it to me, and what I'm gonna do? Roll the dice that doesn't make any sense. And I mean, from a game mechanic standpoint, of course it does. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it might feel to people that it's like, well, you're cheating me on my stats. But when I roll those, mm-hmm. you know, basically what I'm doing is I'm taking what that guy's, that car salesman's imaginary stats might be. Right. 
minus what your fucking role was. I'm cutting out the middle, man. I'm doing the math in my fucking head. Mm-hmm. Again, I want to stress is I don't like social roles a whole lot. Because well, it know, takes away from the, the role playing aspect. Right. It, it's, it's the other role. And I, we gotcha. like to, you know, again, it's ring the bell. And, and I've heard people say like, well, what if you're not a charismatic person in real life? Well, you, it, it's about trying, yeah, you know, is... like you don't have to sell me a used car for real. I just, we just need to see the effort. Yeah, very much. Especially with your game. I haven't listened to enough other games to be able to judge that part of it. But as far as this game goes, yeah, if you're trying and it's obvious you're trying, Porter's going to give the benefit of the doubt. He's going to reward the at least that part of it. Yes. You might have sucked when you did it, but you will still get rewarded for the efforts. Well, think about our first right, mood. Right, right. Oh, shit. Yeah. Our first mood. We didn't know what to do. We didn't know how to talk in front of everybody. Still managed to make it work. We tried. Yeah, you did your best. And, and that's the thing. You know, like, especially like, it's just where they were at the time, Lou. You know, the first time you talk at a mood, you don't know how to do this. This is the first time you're talking at a mood. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. if, if you guys don't have a galliard, someone's got to tell that story. And if it ends up being you, I get if from a player standpoint, there might be a little bit of nervousness yes. about that. You know, I, I, I believe that, but I'm not judging you on a scale of how I would tell that story because I have told that story or a simulacrum of for decades. Right. I know it's mm-hmm. your first time and we see that you're trying, you're putting the effort and that's the worthier part. It's almost like a, it's like a, it's like you're right on the curve here. That's a good way to put it. I was just going to ask like, so do you give me my allotted points, my dots or do, do I roll for that? Like, what is that? How do oh. I get that number? Oh, well that's uh that's standard. Oh, uh, well, darkness stuff. Uh, what you're going to do is you're going to go to your attributes. You categorize them. You know, you got the physical, mental, social, right? Yep. So whatever's the most important that's uh, seven points, then five, then three. Uh-huh. And then you do the same thing down there with your abilities, and that's uh, 13, nine, five. Yeah, okay. 13, nine, five. I mean, it's still a good question. That was a great question. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you know, obviously stuff like camp, that's not a concern right now. Sure. If it becomes at all, because that's an optional thing in the first place, and again, you learned that through character, probably. It's five dots in backgrounds. There's the, I don't want to say restriction because they lifted restriction and just said frowned upon or whatever for 20. Yeah, I was going to say it's more of discouraged. Discouraged, yeah. So, you know, just follow that with backgrounds. Here's the thing. If you put points in right, fetish, or totem, you ain't starting with that shit, but you are guaranteed to get it soon after. Because obviously if you're having your first change in the first story, yeah, you put it in finish. You're not getting a finish as soon as you finished your right. Right, like right. you like you didn't just like happen to find a clave in the dirt while you were walking around one day, and then an hour later you had your first change. That shit's not working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the promise that that is going to happen. Um, obviously, no, you can't have a clave. No, you're a cloth. Right. <laughs> just nope. We're not doing that. We don't play that game. Silver is too big of a deal to just hand that out. Um, I mean, it's true. You know, I did. I, I remember well, when you grow up, you could get one, but yeah. Oh no, I think started. I think you've I think you've hammered that point quite a bit in the episodes. Uh, well, excellent. Yeah, I was going to say we did that one demo with uh, with the Virginia group to show them how deadly silver was. We had them do a right, right. It was one turn. That's it. One turn. That's yes. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, obviously, you do your gifts, and that's one from breed, auspice, and tribe. 
And that's the start. Yep. Are we? Are you going to do the pity gifts this no. time around? No gifts? No, no. pities? I don't see a need to. Okay. It's going to be three of you with a fourth, uh, and I would assume a relatively decent rotation. Yeah, I'll be there as much yeah. as possible. So, nah. Okay. I'm just making it easy for Porter if I cannot show up to game. It makes it easy to write around. It makes it easy to write around. Strider has to go on a mission. Right. And where you're going to be doesn't, it's not out of character for you to be sent on a mission. Mm -hmm. So perfect. That's easy for you then too. That's exactly. Obviously in the book, you know, your rage, gnosis and uh, willpower values, they'll be in there in the the character creation section. Yeah. It's judged on tribe and auspice again and 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 breed too. We will talk about how those are distributed later on. Because I do something different. Yeah, I was gonna say and that's okay. again that's a golden rule thing. Yeah, it's a golden rule thing, and that doesn't that's not for this episode. That's not what this is about. But really, you know, again, the factor is that that person, that character, and where he's gonna go, where you or where you hope he will go, but building him as he is, so you have that foundation for growth. Something you uh, Danny and Tom, something you guys need to factor in is that first change. Right. And your rite of passage. And because I'm not throwing softballs for you guys, I expect to hear the sept you came from or were sent to. I expect to hear some details about the rite of passage. I expect to hear the name of at least one fucking elder, someone who taught you something. Okay. I don't need no one's life stories, but you can't tell me you don't know the name of the guy who taught you you were Garu. Okay. Let me write that down. (laughs) Bobby Long. That's the guy. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Mike Short. No, Brandon Mike, Short. Mike Roch. Oh, Jesus. No, Jesus. Mine, mine was Louis Gossett Jr. <laughs> Not related to the actor. Oh. I know it's really improbable. It's crazy. Yeah, very, very. It's like Louis Gossett Jr., no relation. <laughs> what? Yeah, because of the junior. See, there yeah, you go. Say, yeah. It just junior. hit you because of the junior. I like those delayed reaction ones. Yeah, those are perfect. Yep. Or you can go with uh, Don Knotts's slightly younger brother, Spike Knotts. <laughs> oh, boy. What? Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he fortunately is a brand I can't, new... I, I, I can't take credit for that. That's a Mystery Science Theater reference. <laughs> I, I have been known to borrow from, from uh, things on occasion as well. What? No. That brings us back to the edible sandals bit from a few episodes back. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorites, actually. I see that was Sif One Alley, and I said it on the day. Yes, you did. Holy shit. That's a, that, that is a show I have not thought about in Christ knows how long. Yeah, I love that. That was thoroughly underrated and superbly weird. So Chester. being that we are not going through the first change, rite of passage and everything, we're established, essentially. You are going to be fresh off your right. Oh, fresh off the right. Okay, never mind then. My question's gone. Okay. What so, was the question? But at For least the sake of, it. Yeah. What was the question? Fetish. We can talk about it later. Okay. A simple one. It wasn't going to be anything special. Well, and that's the thing we have. Not, nothing specials. too kinky. Hmm. Never. No, never. <laughs> not on this show. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even understand that joke. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Sea World. I, I definitely Sea World. I definitely haven't made that joke four or five times <laughs> per episode. Wow. We make our own fun. Yes, we do. <laughs> so yeah, a fetish we we can talk about that later. Okay. Um because you know that's something I kind of do case by case. I mean, yeah, you have the points, you can put them wherever you want. But again, you can do whatever you want, but you can't do whatever you want. I mean, I just I had stuff going through my head for rite of passage and what elder, blah blah blah. But no, and that's that's good stuff. And you know, you know how this goes: is the more you put into it, the more likely it is I'm going to allow it. Okay, that's a good way to put it. I like that. That makes me think. Well, it's something I had to. Damn it! I'm giving Zing. Danny ideas. Oh, Jesus! Zing. Why, why was... am I giving my competition ideas? You know what? Competition. Yeah, I'm gonna punch you all the time. You know, Danny, I'm sorry. That was a little mean. That was, that was a little. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. It was funny. He laughed at it. It was good. Laughed. It was funny. So I came with that one with a sledgehammer. Like yeah, shit. A little bit. <laughs> Maybe that's going to be my fetish. I love the dead air. <laughs> <laughs> Do not edit that out. <laughs> Yeah, so obviously, since you're uh, since you're brand new, Lou, that's not a thing you have to worry about. Okay, you know, worry because we're going to do your rite of passage. You're going to we're going to go through that shit on the day. Um, you know, I would encourage you for sure to read your try book. Okay. Um, obviously, there's a difference between character and player knowledge, but the cool thing about this is that you know we live in a world we only have so much time in a day. So there are right. things that happen off camera that we just have to accept that maybe we'd like to role play, but again, we ain't got time for all that. Sure. So there will be, there will be times when, for example, you will meet your shadow Lord mentor. And I can tell you, well, off camera, you know, that shit now. Mm-hmm. Quote unquote off camera. Right. Right. You know, yeah, we're not going to have a camera. The real thing. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's behind the scenes stuff that, should have happened during this lapse of time. Right. The world you know, still turns. Exactly. You know, if we were playing once a week for, you know, six hours, you know, eight hours a session once a week, we would have time to get into that stuff. But we don't. And then you have to manage where the time goes for the greater good for everybody. Right. Right. So, you know, don't don't be afraid to do some reading. Just understand that there's a point to where that knowledge trickles into the character. Exactly. And, you know, I'll, I'll bust you if you go too far. Not that anyone intentionally does. No, but I think at this point, like, if Tom and I do it, we're, we're going to get called out for it. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. I mean, you always would, but there's not level. nearly but, as but bad as back Lucas then, would. we didn't know. Right. So we didn't really get called out ever because we didn't know. I'm just saying the difference if, if Lucas did it compared to, like, us. Fuck Tart, you should know better. Oh well yeah, he's <laughs> Luke is getting a lot more slack because he's a new player. <laughs> you guys got a lot of slack when you were new too, if you think about it. Oh well, absolutely yeah, we, we did. Let you guys get away with some shit that it's like, well, you're new, all right. You can't do it. But I'll allow it. But I'll allow it and only this one time. You know, and that's something too, is there is gonna be a small grace period if um just like before, is if you need to make changes to a character because there's a difference between what you have in your head and what happens on the day. And again, as new as a new player, especially I'm not going to say that as a new player, a new player doesn't know what they want, but a new player probably isn't a hundred percent sure what they want. Right. 
or how, you know, something works practically versus how it does in their head or on paper. That happens a lot. You know, a lot of first characters don't last very long. Right. Or special cases. Well, no. I mean, yes, special cases, but like my character starting as a Fianna compared to, no, he was a get the whole time. I mean, that's a prime example mm-hmm. right there is he's, you know, Danny switched tribes. We just allowed it to happen because first character and the spread con, we can all just agree that that's fine. And, and better was, than killing the character and bringing in a brand new one and doing it all over again where it's the same guy. Just no, it's not. We'll just do that. Yeah, I, I get it. Cause it's easy to explain that to Lucas in case this is not what he wants the day of. Right. And that's okay. Which is really the ultimate point there, Lou, is that, you know, don't right. worry about, you know, locking yourself in. We're not, we're not using Crayola here. We're using pencil. You can erase <laughs> well, a pencil. Yep. The wrong utensil. Well, you are using Crayola. I expect, you know, you're, that's You're on a werewolf podcast, sir. I expect you to know your shit. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you you guys don't get to say I didn't know. You're here every week. <laughs> it's, it's true. Do I remember anything? No. Uh, that's, that's a different story. <laughs> oh, um, and I guess this is, a, you know, we can go over later is if you choose to do merits and flaws. That's, I don't think that's an on-air conversation. That's There's no need for that. Sure. But if you get to them. And that's something you want to go. Cause you don't even have to go that route. Um, oh, I'm going that route. Well, you fine. <laughs> Going to get lucky back you up there. Know huh? I am. That is a staple. <laughs> I probably am too, but like I have luckied be- my way out of death rolls, sir. It's true. <laughs> I probably am too, but only because of how I got the character going in my head. He's <laughs> just shaking his head. Yeah, so, so, yeah, make, disgust. Make sure to be true to your character as much as humanly possible. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. Oh my god! <laughs> so coming at this at this point, uh, how do you guys feel about uh, where you are with your characters, uh, your confidence levels, about moving in? Uh, I mean, where where's your heads at? I am not confidence level. I'm. I like where he's going. I'm not a hundred percent sure he's take that back because he's, he's he's not done yet no. i've got a lot to go yet yes you do yep and you've kind of inspired me a little bit tom because you've already got you got a bigger handle than i do about 70 percent of what i need to know is there i just don't have it written down like i already have it i've been pondering it for a week now and i had this in my head where what he was and just like his everyday life Again, yes. being picked on, and but same time standing up for the other ones who are getting picked on. So he takes like the brunt. So that, and maybe once he does that first change, now he takes that. He's like stays in Glabro the whole time or something like that because it makes him look even bigger. Again, it just kind of shit rolling in my head and thinking out loud, but. Well, and see, there's a fun thing about that. That's a really dumb idea. I know. <laughs> but. It just, just literally just popped my head. Right, right, right. But, but what I'm saying is that's okay, too. Because how young Because you're playing. Exactly. Because you're going to play like a fucking 17-year-old or whatever. I don't care what his age is. But for right now. He's going like 14. Even better than. 
So, you know, yeah, I'm 14 years old. I'm going to bulk up. I'm going to use my magic bulk up powers, mm-hmm. not realizing what that's going to do in conjunction with like my rage levels. Right. Or things mm-hmm. like veil breaches. It, it's a dumb mistake that a 14 year old would make. And maybe correct? I do that. And maybe I do it as he starts. Mm-hmm. Maybe he doesn't learn that right away. Well, it's something I've yeah, talked about. Uh, go ahead, Lou. I was just going to say that that calls back to what I said earlier about those negative quote unquote encounters or instances create more tools for the storyteller. That's absolutely true. Exactly that. And, and for character development, you know, absolutely. And it's, it's something I've said before. Um, you know, it surprises me, especially with, with starting characters, you know, you get these fucking teenagers that you don't have more instances of people going, I'm a superhero. Mm. Yeah. You know, a 13 year old teenage boy learns he can turn into a werewolf how many of those want to fight crime now? Oh, oh, tons of them. All of them. Like it, it makes sense, right? Even though it doesn't fit the themes of the game, even though that's not what their future is going to be, even though that's not right in terms of the Garo Nation, that's totally in line of the thinking of a 13-year-old boy. Well, I remember when we were running our first bit, I sat in lupus the whole time. It's just taking everything just, in. Just loving it. Like, I can be a dog or, I mean, a, were- a wolf. But-, but again, with the mentality of that. Yeah. yeah. You know, that stuff's important to, to keep that in context. And, you know, I love that, Danny, that you brought up the idea of the day-to-day because I know we talked about it earlier. But uh-huh. to stress again, you know, if you don't know what your daily life looks like, your character's not done. Right. You know, if you don't know what your daily life looks like, then you don't have a daily life. How are you going to have feelings about the world around you? How, how are your opinions formed about the world around you? If you don't have a daily life to form those opinions. Exactly. And it's mm-hmm. so important until it isn't anymore, mm-hmm. but you need that foundation. I like it. I got a lot to go through yet. Smirk on his face right now. It's, right. it's just, <laughs> there's just so many thoughts going to my head now where I can take this. It's good though. We got your and don't you. Don't you though. just love those moments though, where like things just start firing off in your brain. You're like, Oh shit, I can go this way or I can go that way. Yes. I think that's a beautiful part about this game. Well, I absolutely agree. You know, and I'm, and it's the, the road. I don't want to say the road not taken, but the road that you haven't traveled down yet. You know, it's what you're going to see on that journey and how that's going to change things and influence things. And to watch characters grow. Sometimes the subtle changes, sometimes the vast changes, it's all really fucking interesting and it makes some great game. Again, you get out what you put in. That's so true. Well, this is exciting. I think that's about the about the time we cap it here. But um, you know, I want to say, hey, Lou, glad you joined us. Thank you, sir. Thank you, fellas. Um, and, well, you know, thank you for coming. Absolutely. Um, Looking forward to it, guys. Yeah, well, we too. all are. I and I hope our listeners are. You know, that's that's the thing is you know this isn't coming next week. No, no. This is, this is down the line no, a little we, bit. We definitely need to get our ducks in a row production wise and tell our stuff. So we're going to make this right. Yeah. So it, it's not going to be tomorrow, but we wanted to keep you guys in the loop and maybe get, you know, hopefully you're excited for it. Get the feedback right now. Yep. Get a little yep. hype for it. I mean, it's going to happen anyway, but hopefully you're excited for it. Enough people requested it. So it's well, going to happen. And then like I decided we're doing it. Like, you know, I'm like, no, I, I, I decided, you know, I'm so full into this now. Well, yeah, well, I, I'm writing for it too late. <laughs> Good. 
You know, like, I'm, I'm <laughs> we, starting we to finally build. get to get back to gaming because we haven't gamed. It's Podcast has taken enough. up all the time. So. No, that's true. Which is, you know, one of the factors into this. Yes, we can definitely. You know, put we that out we there. can take one podcast day, play game instead, turn that into like six episodes, and be able to game again. Yeah, probably somewhere on there. Oof. That'd be nice. Because because <laughs> here's the thing: we're not giving you guys like a four hour episode of us playing a game. No, that's not. It's going to be about a regular episode's length. Yeah, but hour to pieces. hour and a half. Per, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about that. Is when these come out, it's not going to be like, oh, here's an eight-hour episode. Jesus, no, no, it's fine. But we'll always make sure to leave you on a cliffhanger. We'll try our best, and then we will. Uh, of course, you're not losing regular shows either. There will just be a couple less of them. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, you're, we're still going to do the regular shows too. This makes sense for us on a couple levels. Yes, we get to game again. It helps with the time constraints. In the fulfillment of requests because we've been asking for them right we're excited about this has it. been the biggest one really oh yeah so. yeah that's what's weird <laughs> this is the biggest requested part of the show people want to hear us play people want to hear porter story tell yeah it's that whole and i you know i found myself doing the same thing it was like okay been listening to you guys for how long now and then okay i want to see i want to see practice and that's gonna happen i mean of course you could always uh sign up and become a backer and uh, get our postmortems, which is not quite the same thing, but there's that in the guilty bundle there for sale in the store. That's over at our Ko-Fi. It's uh, ko-fi.com slash rage across the internet. We haven't said that in a few weeks, huh? And to make sure to get that in there. <laughs> it's in the show notes. Yeah. You know, it's a great way to help support the show. Um, and it's a big deal. And it gives you the peak on how, you know, sto- Porter story tells. Right. You know, I mean, there's also yeah. the NPC of the month club in there. There's the backer hangout, which nights. is, which is awesome. Even for a dude like me, who's not storytelling. Like I just, I consume stories and characters. So seeing that stuff is awesome for me. See, that's, and it's there, there for you. you. I mean, like, yeah. And there you go. You know, that's, um, that's testimony right there is what that yeah. is. Live testimony. Right? There you go. <laughs> shit was unsolicited too. You hear that, but we didn't know what to do with it at first. <laughs> wow. wow. Nice. Somebody no, I had, I had <laughs> porters asking me like, well, what do you think about, about the backer rewards and all this stuff? I'm like, dude, like as a guy who loves characters and stories, like I eat that stuff up and it, and I'm not even a storyteller. Just think about what you could do with that stuff. If you were a storyteller. So that it's invaluable. And Porter, no, you know, all BS aside, like I, it is impressive how much he puts into these characters. It really is. Oh yeah, we tell him each month as he sends out the uh, quality control to us. Yeah, we have to proofread it. <laughs> the proofreading of the NPC of the month. It's like holy shit. I, I mean, thank you. You know, sincerely, I, I, I really appreciate that. It's great to hear that from someone who is a part of that program. The program. The program. Yeah, it's oh. part, part of that program. Yeah. Oh, listen to you. Yeah. He's part of that initiative. Sound a little pentexy over there, bud. <laughs> I can either confirm or deny. Okay. Uh-huh. But um drink this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, that that is our time. You know, um, we hope you're all excited for the things to come. Uh, we'd love to hear from you as always. You know, Rage Across Podcast at Gmail, get us at the Discord. In the meantime. On behalf of myself and everyone here at uh, Scratch Wolf Studio, 
Mr. Tommy Dixon, Mr. Daniel Tyson, and hey, Mr. Lucas Biggs, we'd like to say thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Keep your claws sharp here in the swivel. We'll see you. He's off. I, and ugh, words take two.